0: Cruise Radio is brought to you in part by TripInsurance.com. Travel insurance done right. Get a quote today at TripInsurance.com.
1: Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. Radio.
0: Hey, what's up? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. So happy to have you here, my friend. Coming up a little later on in the program, we'll get a full review of Carnival Pride from Sherry Laskin. But first, uh, as you know, last week, Carnival Corporation announced a new cruise brand. In fact, their 10th cruise brand, and it's called Fathom. Uh, the response, some good, some bad, and some people just totally slaughtering it online. So uh, we have Stuart on the cruise guy, on the line right now to uh, tackle some of the feedback and get his thoughts so uh what's up Stuart? hey
1: Doug. how's it going
0: good man uh so as you know last week we were both in new york city for the event uh carnival corporation launched their 10th brand called fathom a lot of response some good some bad so we want to tackle some of the response today on the show if you're up to it I am absolutely up to it. Okay, so we'll get right into it, man. The first, uh, the first comment I got said, if you're giving back, why is the cruise brand charging $1,500 per person when you can get a seven-night Caribbean cruise for half the price?
1: Well, th- that's a great question. The reality is, Doug, that uh, one, look at the ship that they're offering. This is a five-star ship that they're going to be sailing on. Mm-hmm. Two... A you know a essentially a free cruise. This isn't this isn't a you know they're not donating anything in the sense of you know uh just you know providing you a ride to go to the Dominican Republic so you can do you know go uh offer free time. Mm-hmm. I mean th- this this is a cruise, there is an experience, there are programs, it doesn't it's not free uh for them. it's, it's costing them money. And look, a free program, Doug, would be unsustainable. Right. So I mean, and you're going on a deluxe ship. These programs are being provided for you to be able to, um, you know, donate your time. Look, it's not for everybody. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, that's that's the beauty of cruising, Doug, is that there is is something for everybody. There's a lot of people that would like to be able to give of themselves, but they don't want to have to sleep in a tent Mm -hmm. and eat some really, you know, crappy food um, that was made out of boiling water uh, outside
0: and we touched on this a little bit last week because you were talking about the ship on the show.
1: But I mean, how good of a how good of a ship is this ship? I mean, is it a luxury ship? Well, this is a deluxe ship. This was uh, Renaissance Cruises R eight. It was briefly used in two thousand one when it debuted before it uh, before Renaissance went out of business. Um, essentially, Carnival Corp acquired it through uh, Princess Cruises. Uh, it was the uh, Royal Princess two. Mm-hmm. It was then switched over. Uh, redeployed to P&O cruises uh, as the Adonia, which is what it is now, and uh, other cruise lines that use it. This is this is the the backbone of Oceana cruises and Azamara Club cruises. So we're talking about a nice
0: ship. This isn't like a Fantasy Class Carnival ship, then.
1: This is a very nice ship, and it's providing a very nice experience for people wanting to you know learn more about what is going on in the world, to be able to participate, to be able to make differences in people's lives. This is not just a, uh, a Caribbean cruise where you pull up into a port and go to the beach.
0: Mm-hmm. Our second comment, Stuart, someone kind of sling a little mud. They said, uh, interesting concept, but I can't see it working. I give it six months. What would you say to that, Stuart?
1: Well, I would say the type, this type of a person that would make this kind of a comment, um, maybe a little short-sighted. I, I hope, hopefully that we've enlighten them as to the benefit that uh, will be provided. But, you know, the same thing happened, uh, it was said about the wheel. You know, electricity, you know, who's going to use it? It is another opportunity, and it is programs like this, it is ideas like this, Doug, that provide more options for people to get into cruising. A lot of people that have never taken a cruise will want to uh, take advantage of this, go on a cruise, and see what cruising is all about. Mm-hmm. So again, it's not I mean, it's not for everyone, but you know it's not like you know Carnival woke up one day and said, "Hey, this sounds like a great idea." Mm-hmm. Extensive amounts of research went into putting this program together, and it wasn't a light decision for them to uh, one commit to it and provide this kind of a ship uh, as, as the beginning of of what could be um, some great opportunities uh, in other destinations around the world. Our
0: next comment, charity starts in our backyard, not a 1,000 miles away from home.
1: (laughs) Well, uh, unfortunately, there aren't many uh, cruise ships, and uh, uh, current laws uh, do prevent uh, foreign flagships from sailing between two different uh, U.S. ports. And uh, the other thing is that uh, Carnival is one of the most generous corporations providing uh, aid uh, to different programs uh, not only around the world but to the United States.
0: Yeah, yeah, and like you were saying, I mean, this isn't, for the people who think that charity starts in our backyard, they could go down to their community center and donate the time. Like you were saying, this isn't for everybody.
1: Right. This is this is providing another experience. Our fourth comment, pay to work, screw that. Okay, hey, you know, that's uh, this isn't for everybody.
0: Yeah. Um, the fifth one, Stuart, not for me. And to dock for five days in a poverty-stricken place sounds like the tourists will be nothing but hounded constantly for money. I wouldn't do it if it was half the price.
1: Great comment. You know, again, you know, there are plenty of other options for other people to take advantage of.
0: Yeah, and to me it doesn't sound like this is going to be one of the places where people are hounding you for money. I mean, this port and the whole uh, system seems well thought out.
1: Well, the reason why Carnival Corporation decided on uh, the Dominican Republic is, as you know, almost a hundred million dollars is being put into the construction and development of Amber Cove in the Dominican mm-hmm. Republic. So there are resources, there are there is infrastructure that has been created in order to uh, do a lot of different programs because they're going to be accepting various uh, Carnival Corporation ships. You know, you got Princess, you got Holland America, you got Carnival, uh, Seaborne, I mean, you got all kinds of different brands that will be pulling in and out of. Amber Cove. Mm -hmm. So why not, uh, you know, be able to, you know, look, there's low lying fruit. We can bring in, uh, you know, our our ship for Fathom. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have the infrastructure. It's safe. And we are also within close proximity of where we're going to be hosting our programs.
0: This is kind of a sidebar question, but because other uh, Carnival Corp brands do and will call it Amber Cove, uh, I guess it's not open yet, but uh, can the other cruise brands help in this or is this strictly a Fathom thing only?
1: The answer is I don't, okay. and I don't believe that they will do that, okay. because it's a, it's a whole different experience, and then it would be infringing upon what's going on with Fathom. Gotcha. It's, it's a whole different ballgame. I mean, this isn't about shore excursions, Doug. Mm-hmm. This is a, these are about These are genuine programs. There is training and preparation work that goes on before the cruise and during the cruise before the arrival in the Dominican Republic. Right. So this is, you know, they're just not pulling in and hey, let's go feed a few a few people.
0: Yeah. Or <laughs> well, yeah. let's go,
1: you know, chop some, uh, you know, cacao plant and create uh, some chocolate brownies. Right. <laughs> gotcha. uh, so they're two di- two distinctly different programs.
0: Last comment, someone says, this is a way to weaken the fabric of the DR like all inclusives have done. What do you think about that, Stuart?
1: I completely disagree. I think that, I think that the, with the, the potential of bringing in 35,000 people over the course of a year that are there specifically over the course of three days at a time, three days every week, Doug, uh, to make a difference in other people's lives, I think will only help not to mention – uh, it will be bringing in uh, economic uh, benefit uh, to the region, uh, helping helping the local programs. And it will also allow these people, you know, possibly to say, hey, you know what? This is really good. We would like to do more even after the cruise.
0: Would you call this a new cruise line or just a brand?
1: Well, I mean, a brand is a cruise line. Yeah. I mean, with Carnival Corp, there, uh, this is the 10th brand. It's like, you know, Car- you know, they have 10 brands, you know, Carnival, Holland America, you know, Seabourn. Kennard, Princess, and these are some of the biggest names in cruising. Mm-hmm. And for their parent company, and not to mention, Doug, they have 101 cruise ships. And if if this does prove successful, they do have other ships that they could redeploy to this brand.
0: We've been talking with Stuart on the Cruise Guy. Find him at CruiseGuy.com or on Twitter at CruiseGuy. Thank you for your insight, man.
1: Hey, it's my pleasure, Doug. This is Cruise Radio.
0: A big question we get at Cruise Radio is how do I know if I need trip insurance?
1: If you missed any part of the show or want to hear more, go to cruiseradio.net and click on Radio Channel or go to iTunes and search Cruise Radio. Follow us on Twitter at Cruise Radio.
0: We always like getting your cruise reviews. If you have one you'd like to share, just email comments at cruiseradio.net like Sherry Laskin from CruiseMaven.com. She just returned from a seven-night sailing aboard Carnival Pride hitting the Western Caribbean and she joins us this evening. Hello, Sherry.
2: Hello, Doug. How are you?
0: Good, thanks. So before we talk about your cruise, let's take a step back and let me ask you, what made you want to sail Carnival Pride from Tampa?
2: Well, there are three reasons I wasn't just picking something at random. First of all, to me, um, from where I live in central Florida, Tampa port is very attractive. Mm -hmm. Um, It's close. It's convenient. It's still small enough where you don't have all the hustle and bustle of Fort Lauderdale or Miami. So that was one reason. Another reason was I wanted to check out all the new uh, FunShip 2.0 makeovers that the Pride just went through in the last year. Mm -hmm. So that was another reason. And the third reason was it was the only ship from Tampa that was going to be in Grand Cayman on the day that I wanted to be there for a special event. So the stars lined up correctly and all three Wishes came true.
0: Since you drove to Tampa, what was your parking situation like? Did you park at the pier?
2: Well, I tried something new this time and I do recommend it. Um, I did the, I tell everybody to always arrive the night before, but I never follow my own advice, but this time I did. And I stayed at the uh, Marriott Courtyard Mm -hmm. in West Shore and they have a ship and park and shuttle package. That is well worth the cost of admission. And uh, the only thing that it doesn't include is breakfast. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. Not everybody eats huge breakfasts anyway. And uh, their shuttle, a local shuttle, picked me up at noon. I was at the port and on the ship by about 1240. Um, and, it, and then at, after the cruise was over, I just had to phone the driver who gave me his card. You prepay for this service with the hotel, and uh, he's waiting out in front for you when you get off the ship and claim your luggage.
0: So you get to the port of Tampa. How was embarkation there for Carnival Pride?
2: It worked out great. There were two other ships. There was an NCL and a Holland ship in port, so it wasn't you know totally deserted there. Queued through and around and up the escalator, and then there was another queue to wait again. Carnival's very good if you are a platinum or diamond member. You can go to your own little area, or if you have a suite.
0: Let's move on you and know. get on board the ship here. So, what were your first impressions of Carnival Pride?
2: It was Carnival. You know, you you can step onto any ship, and I think they all have their their own look and feel. But you step onto any Carnival ship, and the atrium is jumping. There's a DJ playing welcome aboard type Caribbean style music. And you can't help but smile. It's mm-hmm. one of those very strange feelings. But, you know, sometimes I'll walk onto a ship and you, you look around and you think, you know, which way do I go? Where's my room? You know, where is everybody? And when you walk onto a carnival ship and the the pride in particular, um You just know you're going to have a good time.
0: So you make your way through the ship, through the public areas, into your stateroom. So since you uh, were able to get to your stateroom early, what kind of stateroom did you have, and what were your impressions of it?
2: Well, I was in a balcony stateroom, and I was um, unaware that this ship in particular has four different types of balcony staterooms. Mine was a standard balcony. It was not obstructed, so I had a beautiful view. I was on deck seven, so it put me, you know— right in the middle of the ship i had no one across the hall from me so i knew it would be pretty quiet um and you know it just sparkled it really looked good furnishings looked great the shower curtain did not have mold on it as i've seen on other cruise line ships
0: mm. so it was really it sparkled it was very very nice cool so let's talk about dining on carnival prod and let's start at the lido areas and work our way down
2: oh i love it um you know, and I'm not like a party type person, right? But, you know, I'm I'm addicted to the Guy Fieri burgers. And I love the Blue Iguana Cantina. They're tacos. They have a selection of hot sauces that it's like being, you know, in an authentic Mexican cantina somewhere in Cozumel. There's like 57 different types of salsas and sauces to put on your tacos. Um the, the dive-in movies that they have, um, you know, their outdoor screen, it's not huge because these are all retrofitted anyway.
0: Let's get back on track here and talk about food. You like the Lido Deck Marketplace. What about the main dining room?
2: The main dining room, I started out, um, I was dining by myself. I, you know, I had a table for two by the window, and uh, most of the tables for two were window located. There were a couple odd ones here and there. That I think they just put there to take up space. Um, the the colors in the dining room it's very muted. It's it's very relaxing. It's a beautiful dining room, and the the food um, was your typical fare. Uh, you know, they did the lobster on gala night. Um, they had prime rib. They had roast turkey, and there's always the everyday menu with um, roast chicken and a steak and Grilled salmon and a vegetarian dish.
0: Did you do the specialty restaurant, David's Steakhouse, on board?
2: I did. I went up to David's, and um, it's it was very nice. I, you know, I've done this one before. I'm sure you have too. Um, and you know, they have the different steaks that they show you. They bring out the platter with the raw hunks of meat on it, and a and a lobster tail, so you can see what you're getting. And they explain the cuts of meat, how they're going to be prepared. And um, and and it doesn't it doesn't fail to please Uh, the you get it's thirty five dollars now and you get a starter. You get um, I don't want to it's like a first plate or a mousse bouche also comes out. And then uh, your entree with two sides. It's it's upscale cuisine. They do a very nice show
0: of it. Let's move on to the entertainment now, because Carnival Pride underwent Funship 2.0, like in October of 2014. And with that, it brought some shows and Hasbro the game show on board. So what did you think of the entertainment on Carnival Pride?
2: Well, I miss the old type of entertainment. They used to have these fabulous laser light shows and Mm -hmm and Vegas-style costumes with the huge um, feather headdresses on the dancing girls, you know, that's all, that's all in the past. And now um, they had their dancers. They did an 80s show one night. They, the Playlist Productions did a, a, a 60s tribute. They had um, all sorts of a Caribbean night, and it was nice. Um, and they packed the theater, so someone must like it. I'm not really a big event show you know the show night person but mm-hmm. i did go just so i could see say that i saw it and it was good they had the dj uh, on the lido of course and of course they have the uh the comedy the george lopez comedy show which it was hilarious, and I never go to those either, and I went.
0: What was your itinerary on this sailing? Because this isn't your normal itinerary.
2: This was a different itinerary okay. So that it went to Costa Maya. Then we did go to Belize then Mahogany um, Bay, you know, in the Bay Islands um, in Honduras and Grand Cayman. So it was basically four back-to-back ports, and they were flanked by two sea days. So, you know, you had this little port intensive span and then you could relax at the end. So I think the itinerary is, it's wonderful.
0: Out of those four ports you hit, which one was your favorite?
2: Well, you know, as I said at the beginning, I was on a mission to get to Grand Cayman for their annual Cayman cookout event. So that probably was my favorite. But um, I'm partial to Costa Maya. I've been there since before the hurricane wiped it out in, what, 2005, I think. Mm-hmm. So I've got a, a long pass going there, and um, it's very interesting. You know, you can take a full-day tour and visit the Mayan uh, ruins, and you know, that's definitely a full-day tour. Or for $3, you can hop in one of these little trolley shuttles that you pick up at the back of the uh, port complex and go into the little town of Mahual. Mm-hmm. And once you go there, there's beautiful beaches. Some beach club slash restaurants are there. Um, I always go to one particular place and just have lunch and look out at the the sea and just chill out for a couple of hours.
0: Very cool. So, Sherry, in closing here, do you have any first-time tips for people sailing Carnival Pride or heading over to the Western Caribbean?
2: Well, my first bit of advice is if you could combine both – because this itinerary was fantastic um your first time uh, in the western caribbean you can you know plan ahead a little bit so that you're not disappointed if you want to do the mexican and mayan ruins um reserve those ahead of time because they are they are big sellers if you're a snorkeler and this is prime snorkel territory you may want to bring your own gear and also reserve that plenty of time because those buses will fill up of course you know, as you and I always do, you can hop a taxi and do anything. But mm-hmm. first timers tend to stick with the ship's tours. Um, for the Pride itself, um, you know, you don't have to be there at noon to board on. You know, to board and enjoy the day. The food's not going to run out. Um, if you're running a little bit late, you can get there at 2 o'clock. You'll still get your full buffet lunch. Um, Guy Fieri, it just keeps... They've run the people through there so fast; you never wait more than a couple of minutes for what I think are the best hamburgers at sea.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and and just you know, if you can get a balcony, even better.
0: I love it. We've been talking with Sherry Laskin from CruiseMaven.com. Sherry, thank you for sharing your experience on your seven nights sailing on Carnival Pride out of
1: Tampa. Thanks,
2: Doug. See you soon.
1: Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Overseas Radio Network, iTunes, or at cruiseradio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer.